Welcome in to the official. We are wrapping up our look at various position groups for the 2023 class. We have looked at quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Talked about our top 10 over at Campus to Canton. Talked about a few deep sleepers. Brought those up every single week for the last three weeks. And now we are rounding out with tight ends. Uh, this should be a really interesting conversation. Um, a lot of us are kind of really digging into tight ends as a position, as a prospect group for the first time, because um, most people in our C2C world don't pay too much attention to tight ends. I'll be honest, in polling enough people, talking to enough people, uh, it's the very top guys. Sure, we'll take them because they're five-star, whatever. But no one really does a detailed view of tight ends uh, that I've talked to. So this should be a very interesting conversation. We're all learning together and we all have our different approaches to what we like at this position it's a very unique position in the game of football uh, and an evolving one so i think it'll be a really good conversation thanks for sticking with us this is the official Okay, we got everybody here, and I'm just going to lead us right into this because this episode of The Official is going to be pretty unique, I think, talking about tight ends as a position group that we are looking for, you know, both from a future NFL perspective and also from a campus to Canton college fantasy perspective. And I'll be honest, there's not a lot of lists that talk about tight ends, um, and there's a lot of people I've talked to in our sphere uh, and everyone just goes, ah, I don't know about tight ends, like Deuce Robinson and the rest. Um, so I think it's a position group that is still a little bit of a wild, wild west in terms of consensus, for sure. Um, and who's really good and what are we looking for? So before we get started, I will mention, you know, visit campustocanda.com for all your recruiting, college fantasy football, uh, wagering seasons coming up with the Bulls coming up as they're going to be announced. So we're going to have everything for you at various different tiers of membership, uh, $2.99 at the very lowest, all the way up to $7.99, depending on what kind of content you'd like to see. But this official, of course, is free, where we talk about uh, college prospects uh, as recruits. So David, Matt, after that preamble, I want to kick it to you guys as we've dug into tight ends. And honestly, at our camp company, we're kind of some of the only ones that have really graded tight ends. Um, one new grade changes the whole top 10, as we'll talk in a minute. So we've done this. What are you guys looking for in a tight end? It is kind of a hybrid position, right? I mean, it's we want, we want a guy like a receiver, like Kyle Pitts, but teams want blockers. That does matter, getting on the field. So what's been your process like as you've opened up this 2023 class? Matt, I'll just go first with you. You were an offensive lineman in high school, so you might have a little better perspective. Yeah, so, I mean, for at least for fantasy purposes, I really don't take blocking that much into account. Obviously, it matters a bit to get them onto the field, something coaches want. You know, real-world football, it definitely matters. But in terms of, you know, fantasy upside, not really. You just need to, you know, pass the requisite of – enough to you know at least satisfy the coaches to get you on the field 
Fair enough. So blocking, not that important to a big wide receiver guy. Uh, speaking of which, this has got to be just like a treasure trove of huge wide receivers because most of these guys line up as wide receiver in high school. Yeah. Uh, David, what have you done? I know we've talked a little bit about being a little bit like shrug emoji. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking for. Um, what, what's been, what have you settled on for yourself here as you've dug in? Yeah, I don't have some great process for scouting tight ends at the moment, but I think like with a lot of these athletes and generally you're, the first thing, at least the first thing I look at is their movement and how fluid they are in general. Um, I think then we're studying, we're looking for athletic data, size data. We're, we're studying their bodies to see how big their frames are, to see how big they can possibly get. I mean, we kind of, most times we want to get these guys to like 250. If, if, if we're talking about like NFL upside, that seems to be like a decent size anyway, but um, it's funny if you go back at the look at old like 24 seven composite rankings and stuff. I mean, it's just a minefield. There's just not that many good guys. I think a lot of that has to do with it's just really hard to find really good fluid movers that are big in general. So I think that's kind of, I think that's one of the issues, but uh, you know, there's a few guys that move well and, and are already a, a pretty big size, but I mean, there's still a lot of small guys where you're just like, I hope they can produce. Yeah, sorry. I think we're having a little connection issues there. But basically what I heard you say at the end is like, we're ha there's just not a lot of big fluid movers out in the world. And so it's hard to find these guys, your, your Travis Kelsey's who are incredibly fluid and the uh, 6'5", 260 um you know just don't exist very often so um or come from another place you know come from another sport as we all well know the basketball player turned tight end of course so um yeah i mean i'll just add for myself i thought going into this i was going to just want the big you know wide receiver and hope he adds 50 pounds and becomes a tight end and the more i thought about it I don't know, some of the technical things about a tight end and watching some of these guys in the NFL, right? I mean, Kelsey does line up in the slot, but he also plays a lot in line. And, he, and they do a lot of creative things where I think part of the real benefit of a tight end is that the defense doesn't know what he's going to do. Um, a wide receiver down on the outside, he's going to run a route. Um, a tight end, though, they can act like they're blocking and then go out. You can put them in different spots in the field where you isolate them on a, on a linebacker. If you only have this guy who's like a glorified wide receiver and you line him up out wide, he's going to be on a, on a DB. But the beauty of a tight end is you can, I think you can scheme them up in ways that they look like, and the, the formation looks like a run formation. And then you throw a pass out of it and uh, no one really knows what's coming. I think that's a benefit as well. So when I think about being a good blocker, I don't, I don't know. I think it matters because it, it makes you more versatile and more dangerous weapon on an offense when you can hide these guys who are uber athletic and can also do so many things. You, you can get them in, in favorable positions where as if, uh, you know, we all want them to basically be a wide receiver because of fantasy points. But I think realistically that probably is not the best way to go. You want that ability, but you can't only have that. Um, I also don't really know how much to think about weight gain. We've looked at weight gain for running backs and receivers. I'm not sure anyone's done a, a 
quick and dirty study of tight end weight gain. Like these guys that are 220, are they going to get to 255? Like, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that right now. So it's very interesting. I think it is a, a unique position. Um, and for us, you know, granted amateurs, I think it's a difficult evaluation. I know I found myself wondering, does this matter when I'm looking at something and it pops? But does that matter? Does that skill set matter for them to be successful? So um, let's get to the top five. And I'm going to just normally we do the full top 10 for campus to Canton. But, you know, I put in some grades the other day. I think one of you guys may be updated or Austin, I think, updated a grade. And like it totally threw the whole top 10 out of whack because there's not that many grades in. And so this did change even when I made the graphic on like Sunday. So we're going to look at the top five. That's pretty much intact. The rest of the top 10, um, you know, we may just rip and talk about some uh, interesting players. Um, but just getting right away to the top, the consensus top one, tight end one, I think it's consistent across the services, and we agree, is Deuce Robinson. Um, six foot six, I think he's already 220. I know David saw him live. We've talked to David about him before, but I'm going to throw it to Matt. What do you see about Deuce and what do you like about Deuce? I know you've told me a few times that you agree he should be TE1. Yeah, for me, I mean, you know, it's uh, he's one of those rare players like the data lines up exactly with all the services. And it's just, you know, hitting like a, a trifecta there. He's the services number one. He's the most athletic tight end in the class. He's the most productive tight end in the class. So it just feels like, you know, all the stars aligned there. Um, he's just a really high-end receiver just in general. Uh, he is a willing blocker. He doesn't really do much in-line work. I don't really see him – didn't really see him in-line much, but he does, you know, block well on the outside. He gets corners that, you know, are half his size. But still, you yeah, know, he's at least, at least doing, you know, his job there. Yeah, um, let's take a quick look. Um, we'll roll it. You keep talking. Okay. Yeah, here he is returning a punt, which is something you definitely like to see out of a, <laughs> That's crazy. a tight end. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, he's very good after the catch. We've clocked him at over 21 miles per hour at you know, 6'6", 230. Uh, he has a huge wingspan. Uh, he's also a really high-end baseball prospect, too, you know, you know, potential uh, MLB upside. So he's just such an athletic specimen. He's a good receiver. There's just not much to not like, really. Yeah, Um you said it great. Uh, I agree. There wasn't a lot of uh, hand in the dirt work for him. Um, there wasn't a lot of nasty blocking. And, and you know, I, I'll talk as we go on a little bit about my thoughts there. And I mentioned it before, but we'll see. Like, yeah, he's taking advantage of these corners. If he's asked to block an edge, will, but will he even be asked to block an edge? Like, maybe not. Maybe he just basically is a giant slot. Um, I mean, you how many, there? Like, what, what, this, How many guys in the top 10, our top 10 here, do you think can block an edge right now? Well, I have, uh, I know, I, I would say I, one or two that I feel pretty good about. Exactly. That. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I don't know how these guys develop. I mean, I would love to talk to like a tight ends coach and say, what do you do when you see these, these guys come in out of high school and all their tape is, you know, wide receiver work. How do you mold them? It would be interesting to see. Um, uh, so number two, I'll bring him up here again, but, um, it's Andrew Rappelier for 
Penn State. Now, this guy I really, really like myself. I think everybody kind of agrees. When I mentioned his name the other day, I know Matt and David both chimed in like, yeah, we've looked at him. He's pretty high for us. He's my tight end one. And part of it's because he's so, so well-rounded. I see everything I could possibly ask for in a tight end. Um, not as freaky a size speed as like a Deuce Robinson, who's, you know, like you said, 6'6", 230, runs 21 miles an hour. But Rafael, he just looks like a great athlete. He looks explosive in short area. Um, the long speed may not quite be there, but that doesn't worry me that much. And then we probably won't see it on these highlights I'm about to run, but um, – you know, he, he can crash down and end. I mean, he can line up on the outside of a – There's a block. There's a block on it. Okay. I mean, he, he like, he is tenacious. And so I just think he's a guy – he's 6'5", 220, I think, right now. So he'll have to put on some weight. But I think he can – and he's going to Penn State, which is just, like, awesome for a tight end prospect. Um, but, yeah, um, David, why don't you walk us through what you like about Rapelier as I run this? Yeah, he also reports a four five five forty and a thirty nine inch vertical, so he is pretty freaky. But I think he's like a really sudden, uh, a sudden player who actually is already a pretty good route runner. He's one of the better route runners I think in the class. You can see Look here, he's just, he, he yeah. creates space pretty easily. Um, he's got a dog in him. You like that? I when I was watching him yesterday, I I threw out the he kind of reminds me of George George Kittle a little bit. I don't know if he has that the, you know that that same length because Kittle actually has really long arms. I think, but uh you know that's kind of who it reminded me of yeah i think that's pretty reasonable i think about that when i'm watching these guys like the kittles the i mean gronk we all know gronk was a freak athlete but he was a great blocker like great um some of these all-timer tight ends they're not just a line it up outside wide receiver type so i think rapidly i agree suddenness you saw that little shimmy shake at the end zone he didn't have a lot of room to work with and still created some space like he is sudden i i was shocked how low he was when you're clicking through these guys. And I got to Rapier, he was like down at tight end 15 or something. And just immediately be like, this guy's really, really good. Why is he way down here? So I love the guy. I'm really mad Austin stole him from me in the, in the program. Uh, I think next is Georgia tight end factory, Pierce Sperlin, who's a big, huge six foot six, 200. And you found something that said he's up to 240, right, David? Yeah, he's he posted recently on Twitter. He's he says he's six six and a half, two forty. Yeah, he's really big. You can tell on the clips here. Um, Matt, take us through Pierce Spruling going to Georgia. Obviously, high expectations there from that position group. Yeah, he's another one of these guys. That's basically, you know, a wide receiver playing tight end. You can see him there playing, you know, lined up outside and shaking somebody he's decent after the catch you know he, and he's a good athlete he's not you know like a deuce robinson explosive type of athlete he's more of a more of a you know pure receiver he's you know relatively refined and i think he actually you know they wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be surprising if georgia tries to play him like they did a reed gilbert and just you know line him up outside but uh he has incredible ball skills. I think that's the big advantage of him there. I believe that was a one-handed catch he just had. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, he just has a huge wingspan. Uh, you know, you question, you know, George is bringing in a lot of these tight ends. Is he going to get on the field? How are they going to use him? I'm not really sure. So, you know, college fantasy-wise, not sure what we're really going to do there with him. 
I mean, it's the story with all these elite programs, right? The Bama's mm. at running back, Georgia running back now tight ends. I mean, they're just bringing in the top a top three guy every single year. And this year, I think two, two guys that we have in our top ten. I mean, yeah, that's and just crazy. last year. And Delpla, I mean, it's and they already have, I believe, the number one in 2024 committed tight end. Um, all right, so let's move to Kenyon Sadiq out in, committed to Oregon. I believe he's still committed there. Listed as a um, as a athlete, so we kind of like that. These guys who are versatile and things like that. Um, David, what do you think about Kenyon? I know we talked about him once before. I think when he committed to Oregon, we we brought him up in a previous show. But it looks like here he's returning a kickoff. You'd like to see that. Yeah, I think he was on the athlete show. He, he big time checks boxes on production and athleticism. He, I mean, he really is a freak. Um, yeah, look at that. I think I got him at 20.8. I don't know. I would be, he looks even faster like recently. But, um, you know, I think the only questionable thing is maybe his size isn't like amazing or whatever. He's six, three and a half. Uh, 222 around there, and uh, I think it was a 77 inch um, wingspan. So he's probably a guy that tops out around 240, 245, but he's just such a good athlete. Um, he should be able to do really well in college for sure. Mm. And then it's like, but he's pretty good route runner, you know, the last time I watched him. Um, that was pretty good really, film there. You can tell very fluid. Oh, yeah, very fluid. All right, now we have one of our first changes here at the top 10. When I entered some grades the other night, kind of cramming for the show and uh, and taking a look at some of these guys, we had Henry going to Clemson at five when I made the graphic, but I put in a pretty good grade for a guy, Riley Williams here, going to UM out of, uh, I think, the Pacific Northwest and then yeah, transferred to IMG, so played his last season at IMG 66240 honestly one of the bigger wide receivers in the class both height and weight combined uh sitting at 240 already i i really like him now i think big wide receiver guy you you say he's a little bit less of an athlete a little more of kind of like your inline tight end don't expect that much from receiving would you agree yeah relatively yeah i think he's a decent receiver but not i don't think his receiving upside is as high as a lot of the guys we've been talking about on this list yeah, I was pretty impressed, though. Um, I did think, like, I agree with you. I think he was good in line as a blocker. That's obviously showing a lot of body control there, staying on the sideline. And then, um, you know, that much, much, much smaller guy is catching him, which it's not crazy. And here he is in the slot. Um, I, th I think he shows decent nuances receiver. But, yeah, I mean, he's not as refined as some of these other guys. And I don't think the overwhelming athleticism is there, but he strikes me as a guy who could be pretty useful. And I feel like we do have to grade somewhat on a curve because these are tight ends. So it's not like we expect them to truly be a wide receiver, um, but can they get open and can they create some space? And he's big enough to win contested balls and things like that. He lined up a whole lot as a receiver. Like his tape is not all in line um, slot outside all that stuff, but it is different when you're six foot six, 240 lining up against a five foot six, 140 pound. You have a hundred. I mean, I guarantee you, he lined up on guys he had a hundred pounds on in high school. And so that's going to be much different than uh, an SEC or ACC cornerback. But, you know, we'll yeah. see. I kind of like him a bit. I ended up giving him a pretty high grade myself. 
Uh, and that's Riley Williams going to UM. Uh, something that should be noted. He has only had – so he last year when he was playing at Oregon still, he had a great season. I think it was almost 1,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, very poor level of competition, you know, playing in Oregon. He transfers over to IMG this year. And in the six games that IMG has down, he only has eight catches, which is a 7% receiving market share on the team. Which is not good. Their backup tight end also had eight catches. He's also another freak athlete tight end. But Yeah, still. that's not good. I've had a hard time putting eight a lot catches. of stock into any IMG stats, though, because, like, they don't they divide everyone up among three different teams? And, like, they're always changing what team you're on. I don't know. I just feel like guys go there and, like, Nobody dominates at IMG. I don't know if they just shuttle guys in and out of the lineup a lot. I mean, but still, eight catches. Yeah, there are a lot of blowouts great. too. So yeah, it's, it's, like yeah. at least Carnell Carnell Tate stats are decent. You know. Okay. He has All right. Like well, that's a forty red flag, catches. Or something. That's a red flag. I'll take that. Um, all right, let's move on to some guys. I don't necessarily have that top ten graphic, but the top ten kind of rounds out here with. Um, I believe this may not be exactly in order, but I know Delaney Thurman is going to be in there. I think he comes in at six. Um, I like him quite a bit. He was one of the guys you, when you asked me, who do you think could kind of take on an edge on the outside and seal an edge inside? I think Thurman's one of those who could do that. He shows some good blocking and along with Rappelier, those are the two guys I'd feel most confident about right now to be able to really do that. I think he's athletic, too. He's got some really nice basketball highlights. Thurman does, throwing some down. He's from the Atlanta area and headed to Ohio State. So, um, David, take me through this. He's number 33 for you guys to look at him. Yeah, he's just huge, huge frame. Uh, he has really good bloodlines. Like, his dad was a, a linebacker at Georgia and was a second-round pick uh, by the Bengals. And then his mom was um, a basketball player as well and played in the w- was a WNBA All-Star. So, like, you love to see that. Like, huge frame on this guy. Um, he's 6'6". He's got a 6'11 wingspan. He's a pretty good – you see he's a good mover here. He's got enough speed, uh, explosive guy. And like that, he, he already has pretty good blocking. He has, like, a full three-minute video on his huddle. Uh, it's titled Dog, and it's just him blocking. You know, minutes. I love that. Just, <laughs> just simply dog. So yeah, I mean, you gotta love that. Like Ohio State does pretty well. It's I don't know. It's weird because now they're like, seems like Matt. You can probably talk to this more about how they're they're using Stover a lot a lot this year. Um, yeah. It seems like tight ends sometimes produce, sometimes they don't. I don't know because they always have such good wide receivers. But he'll develop well there regardless, and and he'll definitely be on the NFL radar. Yeah, up until this year, Ohio State really hasn't done you know anything with their tight ends really in you know production wise um will that continue you know with Thurman coming in maybe I'm not sure really. you know I especially you know with Ryan Day what's going on now there might be some changes coming in with the offense at the very minimum so who knows really yeah but I do like yeah, I really, very good play yeah he he kind of yeah, he really kind of popped for me. And, you know, I, I was telling you guys in the ch- in this chat, I think I don't normally say this for other position groups, but I think for tight ends, I do like guys with that dog in them. So you got to love that clip that he's got. <laughs> he just titled it dog. Uh, bonus points for Jelani Thurman there. Uh, let's move to Lawson Lucky, the other top 10 recruit uh, tight end going to Georgia. We've talked about him a bit, a little bit slider frame, or not slider frame, but maybe a shorter 
you know, in that Brock Bowers mold, but I was told not Brock Bowers. Do not think that because Brock Bowers is a total freak unicorn, but maybe does a little of those things that Brock Bowers can do in that offense, just not as uh, maybe not as explosively or as, or as athletically gifted, but kind of like that. Uh, Matt, do you, you like that here? We've talked about his flexibility. I think that's on display pretty, pretty easily. Yeah, he's a he's a really good uh, after the catch player, just with the ball in his hands. Uh, you know, he moves very fluidly laterally. Uh, you know, dog, get open. He's dog. a physical blocker. <laughs> yeah, there he is, dog. Um, <laughs> you know, he's just a really well-rounded player. He's going to be able to you know kind of do it all for them. Um, you know, just again the whole Georgia thing. Like, is he better than Pierce? Do they find a way to get them both on field? Uh, you know, even this year Georgia. Didn't really, you know, Darnell Washington wasn't really a starting caliber CFF tight end still, even with how they're doing their offense. So there's, no, there's only going to be one guy, you know, just pick your guy and bet on him, really, between Delp, Lucky, and uh, Sperling. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I think they got three on the field. I think they had some, some what is it, 13, where you have three tight ends going, and it was Delp even got some run this year, um, Bowers, obviously, and, and Washington, so... He may see the field, but in terms of CFF production, I agree. That's that's tricky. Um, Olsen Henry, I believe, is going to – he's not Stanford. Clemson. Clemson. Okay. Uh, so, Olsen Henry here. I don't really know much about him. Um, jump in, whoever wants to talk about Olsen Henry. That's a nice catch, though. I think I think you'd like him. He's definitely got some dog in him. He's, Love a, it. he's a really aggressive receiver. He's kind of – I don't know, David, do you have his size by hand? I think he's um, – he posted on Twitter not too long. I think he's around 220, and he's six, three, six, four, somewhere in there. Okay. So, he's at, last I checked, I thought he was like 210 or 205. Yeah, he, he's a straight-up converted wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not really going to see any, you know, inline blocking stuff or anything like that. But he's a great contested guy. Um, you can go up and get it. Decent after the catch. But, you know, he's going to Clemson ultimately, so – who knows how productive we'll be there. I'm still, I'm still banking on Cade Klubnik to be pretty good, but um, we, we shall see. That Not offense exciting is, offense. It's tough right now. It's very tough. Yeah. Um, and then David Walker Lions, we like him, but he may have a delay when we see him on the college football field. I think he's going to take a, a Mormon mission. Just decommitted from Stanford though. Hard to blame with David Shaw going out and who knows what's going on in Stanford. But um Walker Lyons, wherever he lands up, I think will be a good player uh, whenever he shows up and wherever he winds up. But uh, take us through what you see with Walker Lyons here. Dog. Yeah, Walker's just an all-around really good Look at that. player. Um, he's fluid. Yeah, he's aggressive blocker. Um, good hands. Like bad to say about him, honestly, except for the fact that he's not going to be playing for a few years. Wow, um, he, he just visited. Quick, I think he's gonna. Yeah, he's got quickness. I think he's going to probably going to go to USC. He just visited USC for the Notre Dame game, and I think that's why he decommitted to, from Stanford. So, uh, I, maybe he'll go there in three years. Yeah, um, that was some pretty good clips, though, for Walker Lions. Yeah, he, he's definitely got some explosion there, and he's a big, bigger guy. Um, all right, so then we're going to talk about two – you know, we did 10 uh, tight ends for y'all. I think that's probably as deep as most 
places we'll go, at least in a fantasy context. We have two more deeper dives for you. I'll add a third. And then we're going to wrap it up. So not quite as deep as we do for some of the other positions, but it's tight end. And, um, you know, it's just – it's harder to find some guys you're really excited about. But we got two – we got three we really like. Um, I actually have one extra one if I can add it. Yeah. A bonus. Okay. Well, walk us through Javante Vereen. He's uh, committed to, I think it is uh, NC, State. NC State. Yep. Six foot four. So you like that. 209. You don't like that too much, but hopefully he can grow into uh, his I frame. Think, I think on three might have him listed heavier. I think, well, or at least one of the sites do. A little bit heavier. Not yeah. I usually, I usually get up 24 7, and I am trying to train myself to get go to on three because I think you guys both agree they're, they're kind of the most up to date. But take us through what you like about Vereen. I'll, I'll roll his tape here. Yeah, he's definitely skinny, though, and he's going to need to add a lot of weight still. But, uh, you know, he, he's a really long, explosive athlete. I believe he uh, I believe he reports a 4.6, and he has a, a good vertical jump as well. I, I can't recall the top of my head. But outside of that, you can see it on the field. He's an explosive athlete. He can go up and get the ball. He's good after the catch. Um, there's really not that much to, you know, not like other than, you know, the lack of blocking, which is, you know, that's going to be a concern with almost all these guys, except for those few that we talked about. So, you know, he's going to have to do some work there, but I think he has a high upside. I do like that. He's very slick in the open field. Looks like some big time yak stuff. Hopefully he keeps that burst, uh, with 30, 40 more pounds. Hopefully we'll see. Um, David, here's the guy. I made this graphic even before you said this is my deep dive because I knew there was only one guy for you. Uh, that's Camorian Pimpton. He's going to Vandy. He's got this recruiting picture you know, with the cowboy hat and the guitar. You love to see it. It's like some great recruiting stuff by Vandy there. 6'6", 220. That's great starting point. 17 receiving touchdowns this year. I think almost 1,000 yards. Um, really exciting dude. Tell us what you like about him as I roll the tape here. Uh, the first thing is his catch radius is insane. Um, he's got to have, I don't know what his wingspan is. It's got to be nearly seven feet, I would think. Um, and he's got really good body control. Like he's going to, he, I think this will translate a lot of these jump balls. He's got really good hands. He's got sticky hands and he's actually a pretty good mover. Um, I think maybe the de- he's not particularly fast, but I don't know. Given how big he is, he's just kind of always open. You know, just throw it up to him. I, I, that's the hope anyway. He he initially came on my radar like over a year ago because I was going through a bunch of shot put data. He had nearly a 55-foot shot put. So I'm like, okay, this guy, I mean, he's definitely got some big-time functional strength. Um, but then I looked at him, and his his he didn't really have the production at that point. But this year, I mean, like he's a, a pure senior breakout where he's just going nuts against good competition. Like his strength of schedule is like 30 in Texas. That's definitely solid stuff. So I think that translate. And then over the and then the summertime, I saw Vanderbilt offered him, and I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of what they do. Barton Simmons, he's identifying guys that are are raw that a lot of these blue blood colleges aren't going to pursue very hard because there's a lot of development to be had there. So I was like, all right, I'm going to look into this guy. And now, and now you see Simmons saw it coming and, and he just, he's having a huge year. So I definitely like his, his upside. Yeah. 
And I mean, I think AJ Swan, their freshman quarterback, showed some some uh, flashes as being a guy who can really deliver the ball. And uh, he'll be there for at least two, probably three more years, barring transfer. Pimpton comes in. I think he's the kind of guy that could do something quickly. I mean, he's probably going to be one of the better athletes on that team, on that offense as a skill position weapon. Um, so, yeah, I like that call a lot, though. He's a very fun guy. I'm going to throw out here uh, Julian Randolph, uh, 65210, uh, led his high school in receiving – but kind of pretty much plays wide receiver. So 37, 33, six, that was pretty clearly the best uh, stat line on his high school team. I really kind of fell in love with him just searching through some of these guys' basketball clips, which I know David, you and I really like to do that. Um, And the reason is I think you can really see that movement that you talk about much clearer on a basketball court. They don't have the pads. It's usually the cameras usually closer to the player. It's not way up in the skybox. I think you can get a sense for fluidity, bend, all those good things that we like. He has some sensational, you know, operating in traffic, dunks, blocks, huge skying jumps uh, in on his basketball tape. So I was pretty intrigued. I'll say that the wide receiver tape, not quite, or, you know, the tight end slash wide receiver highlights, not quite as, uh, you just don't see the explosion as much that you see on that basketball tape. But it's UNC. Great offense, should have a bunch of good QBs in line for the next four or five years, uh, even if whatever May ends up doing in terms of you know going to the NFL or whatever. But they've got some other guys. I think it'll continue to be a productive offense. So I kind of like him going there uh, as a CSF, CFF producer. And then if he gains enough weight and you know is good, NFL potential. Now, Matt, you said you had one super deep guy you were going to add in. We don't have any graphics or video, but tell us about your guy. Yeah, so this would have been my pick, but he was originally in the top 10 when we chose our sleepers, but then he got bumped out. So okay. I, I'm a really big fan of Cade McIntyre. He's a, listed as an athlete, but he's going to be playing tight end for Oklahoma. Um, he is, you know, he's another one of these smaller guys, 6'4", uh, 210-ish, I think he is. But he's very fast, uh, you know, very athletic guy, more of a wide receiver type right now, but he plays, you know, a little bit everywhere on offense. He has over 500 rushing yards this year, you know, like 10 rushing yards per carry. So it's been super effective there. He's just very good with the ball in his hands, just a very good overall receiver, a great athlete. And you know, I think once he, you know, adds the weight and gets converted to tight end more, I think he's going to be a really, really high end player there. Great, great name. Yeah. We should definitely, yeah. uh, I don't check think out I've really his huddle. McIntyre. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm excited to do that. I do love the rushing yards and you see it across um, college, but you've really seen it uh, in the NFL this year, rushing by the tight end jet sweeps. They're coming in motion. They are getting the ball, especially near the goal line. And for fantasy, that of course is huge. If it's a one yard touchdown run, I don't care. That's huge for <laughs> fantasy to get that out of your tight end. In addition to, you know, frankly, we're all hoping for like three for 45, from our tight end, unless it's Travis Kelsey. And if you can get guys that do have that ability to be flexible and take some into rounds, things like that. Very cool. And I feel like the NFL is really getting into that, both tight ends rushing the ball, receivers rushing the ball. So I think that versatility at all levels of football is big and it may not be a lot, but like, Hey, you know, if you look at the final, you know, uh, list of fantasy producers, if there's two guys that have the same receiving line, 
But one guy's got even like seven for 75 and two touchdowns on the season or something on the ground. That's going to make them much, much higher ranked because, you know, the margin is so thin. Anything you can get that's different than the traditional just the receiver or whatever is huge. So I love that. I love that McIntyre pick. That's a good one. Um, that's tight ends for you, everybody. And we're going to, you know, like we said, this is fluid. We've talked about how a couple grades will change that top 10. Um, it'll keep changing as the offseason goes on. I think I can speak for everybody. Tight ends is probably like the last position group we'll really latch on to. So we're all still working a lot through uh, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. But at least the three of us, and I think everybody else at Campus to Canton, is going to give good thoughts to tight ends. We've talked about it a lot in our Slack. And I, for one, think this is an edge. If you can be good at prospecting tight ends in your leagues, you know, you're going to be stocking up four or five worthwhile tight ends and everyone else is going to be, you know, doing like some dude getting like two for 12 um, because there's just not a lot to go around even in college, like even in G5. Like it's not like, oh, I'll go pick up a G5 tight end. There's nobody. Um, So if you can be good about that, I think it's a big edge. Chris Moxley's talked about that uh, in this past offseason about how he will take the elite tight ends really early in drafts as well. So um, if you can identify them as freshmen, go for it. So we're going to hopefully help you get there. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. I think this wraps up our positional uh, series, basically. And we will be back next week. I believe Walker White's going to come on, talk about the end of his season. And we're going to have some more goodies for you before early signing day. So as we turn the calendar to 20, eventually we'll have to turn the calendar to 2024. I don't know when we'll do that, but um, thanks a lot for your time, boys. We'll see you next time. This has been the official.